Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal. And that's me with... Alex Rampernard Rasmussen. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Andy Rampernard. Jimmy Francis. Right now. Oh, dear. Oh, that mic is uh, bad news. Storage of the world. Tom. Jimmy. There Jimmy Francis. Jimmy's here. Jimmy's here. There we go. Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 7. Tom Bernard and Carl, you're there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm over here. Well, <laughs> Carl you, randomly Carl. showed up. It was mm-hmm. weird. We didn't invite him. Well, t- hey, listen. Car- Carl needs to start calling into the KQ Morning Show again. Carl, we haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, well, I brought cookies today, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he brought well, never mind. Girl Scout cookies. We'll take a mm-hmm. short break and get right back and talk to Jimmy and Carl. We've got a lot of great things to talk about. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The uh, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For- <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. We are back with, I have no idea what episode this is. I think we're in the low 40s somewhere. Our special guest today is Jimmy Francis, a longtime listener, friend of the show, has been on a bunch. He's, his day job is he's the mayor of South St. Paul. And you have a night job too, right? Yes, You're an insurance in, dude. Insurance. Because you, insurance. you can't make a billion dollars being the mayor of South St. Paul? Unfortunately, you cannot. <laughs> Maybe that's actually a good thing. Jimmy, we always like to have our guests start out by telling the story of the very first car that they owned. Okay, when you told me this, I thought you're not going to believe me. When I tell you the story, I don't believe much of what you say. But this is a true story. <laughs> okay. Well, and I don't know if you also know that my, uh, ra- uh, you know, because I was in radio years ago, my nickname or my radio name was the Dutchman. 
And so... The Dutchman. I... I uh, I work for Souchere, and of course Patrick Royce at the time says, uh-huh. "No, I don't give you don't give your own nicknames. We I give the nicknames." And they said, "I," mm-hmm. and they said, "How did you get the name Nick, the nickname or the radio name Dutchman?" And I said, "Well, my very first car was a Dodge Dart Slant Six. Okay, and I'm driving home from Mankato, Minnesota. We're bow hunters, and I had shot a deer." By the time we got it out of the woods and on the car, it was quarter to midnight. So I'm driving home in my camouflage. I'm, you know, camouflage clothes. I'm a college kid, right? Uh, right. 18, 19 years old, driving up the way. And um, I break down in Lesseur. And it, it, it is right at the Jolly Green Giant, like the foot, like right about the Jolly Green Giant sign. Because I remember looking at that as this happened. So I shut it down. I knew exactly what it was. It was my radiator because the Dodge Darts had a radiator leak. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you just wait a little bit. It'll calm down. It's pretty soon this guy pulls up behind me, and he says, like he yells at me like he knows me, Bob, come here. And so I go back there, and I'm in my <laughs> camouflage, and I feel okay with everything because I got a knife on my side. Well, and you're a college kid, I'm so a college you're bulletproof. Kid. Yeah, and I'm you know, what's up? And right. so he says, uh <clears throat> That's a Dodge Dart Slant 6, isn't it? And I said, it is. He said, uh, radiator is out, isn't it? And I said, it is. <laughs> and he says, does that car have reverse? And I go, yeah, it's got reverse. He says, within the split second, you want to swap. And I said, what do you mean? He says, I, got a ca- I have that radiator for that car. I need a car that has reverse. This car that I have here does not have reverse. You need to go forward. Hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Okay. I didn't know you could just swap in the Sw- reverse function. No, he's, we're swapping <laughs> cars. There's no reverse. Oh. So I'm taking a car that doesn't no, have wait, reverse. Wait, 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 hang on a second. Who gets the deer? Does the deer go with the dart? Best part of the whole thing is I, keep, I get the deer, but we drag it across the car to put it on. He pulls up and we drag it. So I leave this guy on the side of the road with a Dodge Dart Slant 6. Blood, Blood ridden all over the, t- all over the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I got the nickname from this because we, I, I agreed to it. He talked, you know, we talked about it for. He's an old man, like a, you know, guy, whatever, a nice guy. He says he lives right there. He's like got the. So yeah. uh, the whole time he's calling me Dutchman. Dutchman, throw me the rope. Hey, Dutchman, you never leave your title in the car. Dutchman, Oops, sorry. I'm gonna get cable. a new cable. Stop. You never leave your title it. in the car. Dutchman, you know, because I had the title. We signed off on the yeah. thing, and three weeks later, the, the guy sent the title for the. It was a 79 Malibu with no reverse that I left with. So, that <laughs> I don't know that we're ever going to top that story. That's in a good the, story. The, the history of car selling secrets. It's a phenomenal. So the first car was a Dodge Dart Slant 6 was my first yeah, car. Yeah, but what a great story. Paid $500 from the neighbor guy for <laughs> it. So did you fix the Malibu? Did you put a transmission no, in? No, you know, I used it for th- Two and a half years, almost three years. With no reverse. Strategic parking. And that was the other thing he told me is how to strategically park with the car. He's like, hey, don't don't be pulling into no parking lot straight in. You know, drive around until you find a drive-thru spot, and then you're good to go. <laughs> I spent a winter in my 65 Mustang with no starter. I could, it was a stick, so you could bump start it, but you always had to park it on a hill. Sure, right? <laughs> oh, well, God. 11 kids, we were talking off air that I'm one of 11 kids, and so we didn't – we. Didn't have parents buy us cars. We didn't have any no, of that. We I had to earn that. it all and get it. So that was yard cutting and talking nice to him for three years before I needed the car, you know, because he was getting old and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It was a good car, but I only paid 500 for it. So I figured wow. at the swap, what a, you know, big deal, right? 
No reverse? What's that? I don't need that. Do you want to put swift swap the cable now, or do you want to? Yeah. We're going to keep talking. Keep Jimmy off the, take Jimmy off the air for half a minute while we swap in a new mic cable. So it stops. That's a, just a phenomenal story. You know, I think everybody has owned a Dodge Dart Slant 6. My mom had one for a mm -hmm. while. My, and they were pretty my mom good did cars, too. actually, but they, they were just, you know, a little boring and kind of slow. Although, I guess if you've got one that's got blood all over it, it kind of ups the excitement. Yeah. Sure, need sure. Hose, you're good. Don't forget <laughs> Catherine's famous... Uh, Four-cylinder Chevy Vega with the aluminum block. Yep. Yeah. That was a beauty. That was a beauty. Are you hey, alive? I, am. I drove it. I, I drove it for like three or four years, and then your brother bought it from me mm -hmm. and blew it up. Blew it up yeah, because he much. didn't As change he the does. oil. He had to change the oil say, like every two minutes. He had to change the oil every two minutes on that aluminum engine. You know, this book that Charlie and Albuquerque gave me, the world's worst cars. They have an entire chapter to devoted to the Vega. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. Jeez. Vega. Hey, a Ford don't forget Falcon? this. Jimmy De Ford Falcon, yep. I, I want to thank my grandma. That was the first car I remember as a kid that my grandma gave mm -hmm. to my brother to, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm done driving. you got to bring me to the grocery store. Mm. My dad had one of those when he was uh, teaching college. It was a black one. His first brand new car I ever bought. It's probably twelve or 1300 bucks. It was 1960. And me and Peter Keeping in 1969, my buddy decided it would be cool uh, to have day glow bicycles. I've told the story before, so I'll make it quick. So we painted our bikes. Um, later realized that we painted them in the garage, leaning up on the Black Falcon. <laughs> my dad comes oh, home God. and it's just like there's oh. day glow outlines of bike frames <laughs> on the side of the car. Oh, He God. was pretty cool. I put him through automotive hell over the years, and he always came back smiling. So, if we can go back a little bit. Yes. Cars didn't have reverse? No, the reverse, is sometimes they break. <laughs> so oh, okay. I was going to say. Andy's just like the funnel. What? Yeah. yeah. My car was made Andy. so that if you pull Andy. into a garage, you can't get the out The horses would only go forward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. They weren't trained to go. They'd run now, into this the is, carriage. This is the life of driving $400 cars back in the 70s and yeah. 80s. There was always some you know, flaw that you had to work your way around. It might be no heat. Right. That is one no thing about steering or oh, yeah. cars. If a component <clears throat> broke, the rest kept working. Whereas in a lot of new cars, if something major like that breaks, the car is going to be like, no, Yeah, it goes into limp mode. You may not right. drive me anymore. Stupid computers. Mm -hmm. My brother had a Baja buggy. Do you remember those? Yes. No. Yeah, he had a Baja buggy, which is, what was it? It was a, it was a Volkswagen bug. That yeah. Why was it a Baja buggy? Well, they, just, made it they put that? different suspension on them and big tires and... Yep. Uh, sometimes they'd take the bodies off them and put fiberglass bodies on them that didn't have any roof or doors. So it was started in California, kind of a cheap car mod craze, and they'd drive them up and down Super the dunes and the cheap. beaches. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, he had a Volkswagen version of that, and it was such a piece of crap. It had no heater. And you had, and we had the same thing you were talking about. We had to push it down the hill. and. Yep. Jumpstart, kickstarted, or whatever that's called. And you wonder yeah, why was everybody was skinny in the crap. 70s. Because there was no heat in the cars and you had to push them to get them to start. <laughs> I do have to point out that my lovely wife looked at me and said, You ever heard of a Baja buggy? Yeah, a lot of guys in North Minneapolis were <laughs> yeah, buying the Baja buggy. Tom got a buggy. glazed look over his face <laughs> right away when I said that. Buggy. We used to take them, hey, what are you doing? put our surfboards Baja on them, and take them to the Broadway Avenue Bridge. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Surf's not high, but still, it's water. 
It's still water. It all works out in the end. One thing I will tell Jimmy Francis, he might not know this. Maybe he does, but I don't think so. Catherine and I attend a party at, uh, at Joe McFadden's house, who was a branch manager at Capitol when I worked there. And Danny Stevens was there from Danny's Reasons. It's very cold. It's a Christmas party. It was about 20 below it outside. It was so cold. And Danny goes to go home, comes back, and he goes, I can't start my car. Catherine goes, well, I'll, I'll jump you. No, no problem. So she goes out there. She hooks up uh, the Chevy Vega to his car, starts it up. He gets it all started. He's ready to go home. And uh, the closer to that story is, what kind of car was he driving there, Catherine? I believe it was a Rolls Royce. Oh. <laughs> oh Jumped huh. a Rolls Royce with a Chevy Vega four-cylinder. You have no idea how much that pleased me. Was this that I was in the piece of shit car. And, I could, <laughs> and he's got a Rolls Royce. And, and I have to jump start his car. Was I that, even what, had the cables. Was this in Kenwood <laughs> by any chance? Yes, yes, it was. I've heard, uh, I have know Danny a little bit. I, I met him probably back in the 90s. Um, and I've heard notorious stories about parties at that place in Kenwood. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You bring up a good we point. We had a little fun. About, I don't think I've had a car jumped in. Oh, you just cursed it. I said the exact same thing a year <laughs> yeah. ago, and I had just bought a Honda CRV. I left the lights on and Andy had to How jump. How does that me. happen though? Because uh, yeah. uh, mine's all <laughs> shut off. I, yeah, like after Hondas, Hondas suck. Do I'm that. just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just had to jumpstart Alex's car not too long ago. I, my, all you need is two young children loose in your car mm. and they'll turn on everything. Oh, sure. I can see that. And then you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to jump your car like four times in a month. Hmm. And then you got to figure out where to jump it at. It's, that was the other thing. Yeah, it's like, right. where do you plug? There's no... Ba- uh, what? Yeah, we put Flight the battery posts yeah. under the passenger seat. Yeah, make it real easy. Convenient. You realize oh. that you're going to have to call me when you jumpstart your car in the next two days and go... Yeah. He's going to go downstairs. The curse yeah. of car selling secrets. All right, secrets. well, I'll let you know. Car selling secrets. To shift gears... See what I did there? Huh? Hey-o! Jimmy ah. started to tell just a fabulous historical story about the women's uh, right to vote, which was passed oh, about 100 yes. years ago. Tell the story. Well, you uh, you had mentioned that uh, something about your grandma or was your born. uncle was born when women could like vote. Grandma was born on the day that women got the vote, yes. So uh, that must be August yep. 20-something, maybe, 19th. Yeah. Uh, something in that range. Dad, can like you confirm? That. 25th. 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 1920 yep. was the first yep. vote of women, and that was in South St. Paul, Minnesota, because they passed. Really? They... they um, not passed, but they, uh, it starts with an R, they ratified, ratified. ratified the vote uh, on the day before and the day after. Um, South St. Paul had a water bond on the ballot, and so 85 women uh, came to cast their vote for a water bond in 1920. So happened in South St. Paul, Minnesota. It's amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah, look at that. What do you think yeah. of that action? That's so, super cool. Speaking of oh, that, I and I was—I wasn't kidding. Uh, Jimmy is the mayor of South St. Paul. I'm just teasing him a little bit about it, but I want to tell you why you're here, and we'll we'll shift the conversation to politics. We were talking about you a couple weeks ago um, on the air on the, on the regular show, and I said, you know, I, it, I've gotten to know Jimmy a little bit, and he just does a terrific job in that city, and. <clears throat> No, I don't even know if he's a Democrat or a Republican, and at that level, it doesn't really matter. So let's out you. Are you a Democrat or a Republican, and does it really matter? No, it, it doesn't. Uh, I'll tell you what I did last year, or last vote, um, only because I was asked to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mayors are nonpartisan, so that we don't take a side. We just 
we deal with everybody. There's, I think of it as there's 50% Democrats, 50% Republicans in the city of South St. Paul. Okay. Now, I know that's not a right. true statement because there's <laughs> Libertarians and yeah. Green Party and there's a bunch of people. But meaning I, we serve it all. So that's kind of how I approached it. Um, but in, when I was then elected in 2016, so I took office in 2017, the De- Democratic Party or leaders in the Democratic Party asked me if I would like to be a superdelegate to help them uh, pick the new governor. And I said, well, how does that work? And they said, well, you show up at this caucus and you say you want to do it. And because you're an elected official, you skip all the rest of the stuff and you go to the top and you get to vote. So I said, sure. So I went and did that, and I caucused, and then I got chosen, and I showed up at their Democratic uh, convention down in Rochester, and uh, on my own dime, spent my own money to go down there and and be a part of this thing that I'd never even, I mean, politics isn't in my blood at all. So Hmm. uh, maybe in high school a little bit, but not an interest at all that I would have gone to something like that. And just to see the power of the Democratic Party organizing uh, was Awesome, because I think there were like 40,000 people there, and then in, at the Republican the same weekend in Duluth, there was like 2,700. So it's like mm-hmm. they were just massive down there. It was a big stadium. It's full of people. But then you see all the internal plays yeah. that they do. And, you know, oh, God. Walls walked out of there without the endorsement. Murphy had the endorsement, and I was, oh, that's right. I was for I Murphy that. because she actually, at the state level, she was the person that opened the door for me literally opened the door to the state capitol. I was going up there with Girl Scout cookies as the new elected mayor to thank my people, and she opened the door for me, and I met her at the door, and then she became the nominee or whatever, Mm -hmm. and she became that nominee through that process. But then Walls won the deal because... And I saw that whole Democratic thing break apart. Not break apart, because they all stay strong, but the people inside and the sides that they picked and Walls, Flanagan, and, you know, it, it was just an interesting place to be without having any really say or care in the, yeah. in no, the outcome. It. Besides, I wanted Aaron Murphy, who is a friend of mine, um, to, you know, be the governor. I think that would be awesome. Uh, just so he could simply sell more Girl Scout cookies. Totally. It's all about having it's my daughter. It's all about the cash. And, and uh, helping that cause because it's, <laughs> as a cookie dad, if there's any cookie dads out there, understand it's a tough job yeah we have to buy them no matter what that's right yeah. like whatever's at the house yeah we're buying i'm so. afraid I'm we like, gotta, we gotta never... take a quick break and then uh one of jimmy's relatives is gonna visit with us a little bit and weigh in on the happenings in south st paul so stick around for more car selling secrets after this special word Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XChat app, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XChat app, simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount, and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. 
With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Yeah, wake wake up your driver there. Hello, wake up. Carl. Hi, wake yes. up. Hello. Just, Carl, how yeah, are you? He's good. He's just don't hit the cord. No, we fixed the cord. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. He did I it think. during the break. Tom. Yes, sir, Carl. How have where, you been? Where the hell are you? I can't see you. Well, I'm just in the. I'm at the other end of the table. Oh. So it's about 25 feet. So it's quite a distance. Sure. You know, things get blurry. I got cataracts. Got cataracts. Oh, I thought you got those taken care of. I thought yeah. you drove a Lincoln. Sorry. Yeah, that's a joke. I was going to do a Lincoln. <laughs> the cataract and Lincoln and uh, yeah, you know. Carl, come on. You know what I'm saying. Keep it clean, Carl. Never does. Carl's fine. I don't have any problem with anything Carl's ever said to me. Matter of fact, he's the first, uh, I believe Carl's the first one ever told me the joke, Tim Buck, too. I believe that's true. (laughs) That's a good one. I forgot about that one. I should get that back in rotation. (laughs) You should get it back in rotation. Carl, I have a question for you, Carl. You, You apparently do a podcast and you managed to find a sponsor. How did you do that? Well, that was a long time, and Tom, you can correct everybody if I'm wrong, but I think I was a, the first podcast on your network. <coughs> I was in with yes, you, sir. then me, and then you got Mishki and uh, a bunch of others, and oh, yeah, Sprintall did it, and uh, yeah, we did a lot. We had a fun time, I remember, down at O'Gara's Garage. Uh, Andy oh, was there, was scared shitless, you standing up there with all those people. <laughs> It was, right. it was fun, and that was, uh, of course, you had Mishki and all those lunatics came out for that. Uh, Love Mishki. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> trying to Basically, tell just how did you get a sponsor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, tell him, Pat. Pat, yeah, I know, it's my grandson's got a car dealership in Annandale, and I told him that if he didn't do it, I'd kill him. <laughs> And, uh, you should run well, the sales department. That works, you know. Yeah, it does. The tough guy thing works. People don't understand it. I did some collections for my friend at the garage. Got a little garage in South St. Paul, and and uh, his wife had a problem. Had a little stroke. He's, he was out for a while, and then his brother took over. And while we were there having coffee, that we have coffee all the time there, I said, "What? How can we help?" He said, "Well, I need to get some collections done." So I called his list of people and told him right off the bat when I called, you're going to pay the bill or you're going to get your legs broken. That's all I got to say. And he got about 50% of the dollars. They came in real quick because uh, they thought I was serious and uh, never had a call like that from, from the garage. Jimmy, I, I do have to uh, 
Yes. Carl, <laughs> I meant, not Jimmy. Sorry. I get confused. I'm getting old. I'm in my seventh decade. Well, they look decade. a lot alike. <laughs> I, I got to ask you, Carl, to stop hanging around the Subaru store trying to pick up women where they're walking their dogs in the dog park. Oh, hey. Sure. We've had some place. complaints. I didn't want to. I'm not, not blowing up, but. Just got to throttle it back a little well, bit. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I can definitely tell you that there's more than lesbians driving Subarus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. There's every type and kind of person, and they're all lovely people, but someone told me that. They said, you can't drive one of those cars. You're not a lesbian. I said, well, I am, too. I, uh, we prefer the same. I'm a lesbian. I am. Oh, beautiful. I, I have to tell you a true story. Um, my dad has probably owned seven Subarus now, and I sold him the first one. He retired, and he lived on top of a little mountain in uh, western North Carolina. So he needed all-wheel drive, but he didn't want a truck. And I said, Dad, these Subaru Outbacks are just fabulous. So I bought him a used one, and six months later, I asked him, how do you love it, how he likes it? And he goes, Dad, Doug, I, I, this is the perfect car for what I need. It's not too big. It's great. I uh, got to know the local dealer. And I, but here's the interesting thing. Apparently, the only people that drive them, and this is 20 years ago, are lesbians and college professors. And I said, Dad, thank God you ta taught at Harvard. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. <laughs> now, obviously, <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't send this to the Suru people. We'll get in so much trouble. No sponsorship on that one. No. But, you know, you, uh, can I ask Carl his first car? Sure. Carl, tell everybody what your first car was. Well, I was thinking about that, and I don't, I don't remember the first car. I've had so many. I'll tell you, the last car I had was a 1985 Jeep Grand Cherokee, mm -hmm. and I love that car. It was a, it went for till I stopped driving, and uh, it was leathers. My first leather seat truck, four by four, and uh, boy, I just loved that truck. I didn't want to get rid of it. Riveting. That's a terrible story. <laughs> So in well, one episode, we've read the best car-selling secret story ever and then the most boring. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> he, he would tell us a story about, like, a 1930s like a Hupmobile. truck that he yeah. had. Yeah, back, don't you, wasn't that your first truck? I have no idea. There was that one, and it was, you know, I inherited a lot from my father, and uh, he, he had a Mack truck, too. Uh, that was probably his 1948 1950s Mack truck. That was a good hauler too. What did you? What did he haul? What'd you haul around in that? Farm, what do you need? Oh. At the farm, oh, bring, okay. uh, bring the grain. Bring the. It depended on the year. Used to used to uh, lease it out too to the neighbor kid, who drove. Took, did it all over. Hauled dirt mostly. Now where was the farm? Invergrove Heights, ah. bordering on Rosemount, down by where now the. Uh, Youmore Park. Oh, is. I know where that is well. I live in Rosemount. Yeah, so right there. And uh, sold it off. It's the houses now. Everything's housing down there, I guess. Yeah, they're moving closer and closer to uh, the Coke refinery. I wonder when <laughs> eventually they're yeah. going to have to stop building that way, I would think. Every time we drive by that, I tell my wife that that is the longest construction project in the state of Minnesota. Yep. And I, she says, I know, why do you say that every single time we drive by? And I think this is a pretty cool story. <laughs> like, don't you think that that, I mean, constantly building on yep, that thing. It's I unbelievable. The and thing this is that a I, state where it takes like four years to repair a road. So, I mean, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. They're powerful, too. 
The thing that I hate about those suburbs, and I live in a, is that the fake names that they give the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Like a big one there is Bloomfield, when it really should be more properly called Former Gravel Pit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bloomfield. We don't have any of that in South St. Paul, any like special areas. That's because it's a real town. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's um, like, yeah, like Summit. We're right off of Robbinsdale. Um, And yeah, Melissa hates the fact that they're calling it Bird Town now. Oh yeah, bird everybody town. calls bird it Town. town. Yeah. Bird hate town. that. Because Robin, I bird, hate you know, that. So that means it's gonna work, it Tom. Over. If you hate it, it's gonna work. That's gonna yeah. Be. Well, that's very, very true. <laughs> Everything that opposite is very of Tom true. Bernard uh, is. Uh, that's a hundred percent correct. So, hey, could I? Uh, no, that's all I ever hear from the <laughs> state, local, or federal government. Hey, say, can I? No, you can't. Oh, okay. Thank you. I feel much better about myself now. Right. 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 Absolutely. So if you've never been to Umore Park, it's uh, a very interesting place. Yeah. It's along, is it, it's not 42, is it 46 that goes right through it? Yes. County Road 46 from, uh, if you go down through Rosemont on Robert Street, which turns into Highway 3, and then take a left on 46, on the right side of the road, you'll see a couple miles of uh, big cement walls that are not attached to each other. And what it was, it was it was going to be a munitions plant, I think, in World War II, but I don't think they ever finished it. Oh, they were building parts. Those were going to get picked up and taken out of here. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's, where, that's what they were building them to, to bring somewhere up, put on a truck and load out. Oh, oh they so they go. Oh, okay. And, and apparently the war ended, so they just said, screw it, we'll just leave them here, and you can drive through there today and... I think the the two weird things out there. There's an over over the road truck driving school, and a an, uh, re- remote controlled uh, airfield. So you see these little planes buzzing around all the time. Well, Vic Wenzel's place was down there too. Vic's uh, on the other side of it. Oh, do you oh, know Vic Wenzel? No, he, I don't. He, was, he passed away. Rosemount. Uh, he moved everything. He was the Vic's crane. He still is. They got oh, Vic's crane okay. down there. He's on the between 52 and and three. Yeah. On that same road, it's right next to it. And he at the end of his life. He was a collector of cars. He had all these. I mean, he just had a, he had a huge auction. He had just a, an awesome collection. A lot of, a lot. He was a junk collector, so there was a lot of. Junk. When was this auction? It was last two years ago. I remember two, that. Two, it, and, it, and I got Sush to go down there. Maybe you know that because didn't we were he move a church down there or something? Yes. He moved the church. His parents got married, and they were getting going to tear it down. And he hmm. he took it over, yeah. and moved it to his house and then stored cars under it. Anyway, he at the end of his life, he sat there at his house and he watched truck after truck come out of there of sand and he was calling every county commissioner he's like what's going on where is that i want to know where that's going how much is because there's that was money yeah oh yeah i mean it, so whoever at umore or whoever the affiliate of that park is is a big benefactor of what's hmm. happening down there right now so whether that's dakota county whether that's the school the u of m or whomever uh it's a uh, still creating dollars for them in some way, shape, or form. But it's a weird little part of the Twin Cities. It's kind of fun to drive through there and go, this doesn't look like anything else. It's growing up now. Yeah, slowly, slowly, slowly. They'll they'll, they'll tear those down soon and put up a parking lot. Pave paradise. All right, Joni Mitchell. That doesn't even fit the (laughs) scenario. It's a drunk field. They're going to put houses in there. That's right. Or something. They'll call it something else other than Bloomfield. Bloomfield West. Hmm. Well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, should be now. a fun ride home. 
Yeah, I would think so. There's going to be a little arguing on the way home. But other than that, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. So why do you need a about chauffeur, Jimmy? I mean, you would... I text and stuff. You know, they tell you you have people. I don't have people. I got Carl. Okay. Well, I bring Carl. He's my people. You know, now I, I didn't know you were doing the collections thing. I might try to get into that a little bit, try to get some yeah. money collected. I'm pretty powerful. Well. People, people don't back down. They know I'm the real deal. I understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'd want to tangle Carl. So you, uh, you invited him to come on the the uh, KQ show? What, should he pre- prepare a joke or something? Or uh, whatever Carl wants to. I, man on I've the street. I've always loved when thought, Carl would call him. Man on the Carl, street. Man would be on the perfect. street down at the auto show or something. You know. Oh, that would be great. Just uh, asking him. Love it. Interesting things. You know, we'll be broadcasting <laughs> car selling secrets at the auto show. Mm. Wednesday the 11th, I believe. So we're doing something a little bit different. Scott Lambert, who has been on the show a couple times, ahead of the uh, auto show team, uh, asked if we'd come down and do car selling secrets there. So if Carl showed up, we could. Uh, that might be kind of fun too. Well, I can't do it for free because I got well, medications. We'll and give all you a ticket. There's Viagra. one right there. Oh, the auto show ticket. You could sell those, you know, oh. <laughs> a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> You're kind of a pushover, Carl. We'll bring some people down with me. We'll get the uh, Shady Acres bus to fill it up and come down. That'd be awesome. Shady Acres. Waste <laughs> about four hours of the day and with people's time. We're not going to buy a goddamn car. That happens on Wednesday. Fun. That's the only day that the auto show is opening during the day. And there's uh, a lot of retirees really? that come down there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it usually, uh, other than Saturdays and Sundays, the weekdays it, it, it opens at 4 in the afternoon, I believe. But on Wednesdays they open at uh, ten in the morning. So, and that is there. I should pitch the auto show now that I have it in front of me. March seventh through the fifteenth. So Gotta go do the auto show. You know, it's a horrible theme song. It's not because it sticks in yeah. your head. What would you? What do you guys? We talked about something earlier today. We almost sang the uh, theme song of it as well because it was. Anyways, like maybe it was Subaru. Yeah, let's let's not do any more Subaru advertising. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, yeah, Carl. probably not. Probably not. You know, it I all do. works out in the end. Since uh, Alex drives a Subaru, she probably you know. Well, well she walked out of the room. She offended. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, she, she, she bolted. <laughs> She's out there. I'm pretty sure she wasn't spreading Corona around the whole entire building. Tommy. <laughs> oh, that's She's outside nice. coughing. I'll let you know she ate a Girl Scout cookie that wasn't kale. So, <laughs> oh, that's unusual. Broadening the horizon, perhaps. Yeah, she really is. My God, she's actually paying attention to something might be good, uh, good to eat. Speaking, Aren't really hard. Speaking to of play. coronavirus, I have about fourteen uh, really cheap offers for cruises in my email all the oh, time. Oh, I would bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I hear you clicking. Oh, you yeah. must be clicking through them now. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You must be going on a vacation. Is it worth it? Let's go to the Korean Just Peninsula on a princess cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, they're That's turning the them away. Even Jamaica is turning away cruise ships, yep. like you pointed out early. Yeah. Even Jamaica. Holy Hannah. Well, and those things are. I've been on a few cruises, and they were. It, it, it's not my cup of tea. It was all right, but it seems to be a great way for bad things to happen just even regardless of coronavirus there's running aground and yeah. people jumping off the sides and getting sick and <clears throat> it's kind of a shit show really i think 
Well, it's like a city you can't leave. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Although I do it's like those fine. Viking cruise things that you guys have been on. Uh, Sarah's folks yeah. are on their second one. Mm. I know a lot of people, but that's a little different. You're not trapped in the middle of the ocean that's, with 12,000 people. It's way people. different. And you get off of the ship like for pretty much the whole day. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's it's a nice way to do it, for yeah, sure. I would like to try that. Yeah, we went on one bigger cruise, but that was to Cuba, so that took about 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Miami. <laughs> From Miami, so not, that didn't take very long. Not yeah. on that cruise, but on other cruises. Do you get, is there seasick? I mean, that's my, my thing. No. Uh, They're so big. So on the big ones, they have basically underwater wings that mm-hmm. they deploy when they're at sea that really cuts down on the yeah. this mm-hmm. sort Flippy, of stuff. Flippy, floppy? Yeah. Okay. Because that's, yeah. that's my own. I, I'll go because you know, she wants to go on a Disney cruise. Well, and they're cheap now. Yeah, yeah right. They'll actually pay uh-huh. you. Yeah, uh-huh. on right yeah. now. Oh, now's the time. Yeah, yep. right now. Well, Jimmy, let me give a little hint. Uh, we were down in Key West doing a couple shows down there, and uh, I was just out for a little walk one morning, and a cruise ship, the Disney Magic, pulled in. By God, that ship is huge. Yeah. Disney Magic pulls into port, and the guy gets off. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I heard you were down here. He said, you got to do this, man, this Disney cruise. I got my whole family here, and it's beautiful. You got to get the family suite. You got to get that. If you're coming on the thing, it's not bad because we have like 13 people with us, and it was only (laughs) $110,000. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. You got to get the family suite at that price. (laughs) You just have to. That's right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back for the final segment of Car Selling Secrets with Jimmy Francis from South St. Paul. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Was your New Year's resolution to work out at the gym to lose weight? Now it's almost March and you haven't shed a pound We'll do what I did. Let the coaches at Ultimate Weight Loss help you lose weight fast. With the help of Ultimate Weight Loss, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs, and I didn't have to exercise. Summer will be here before you know it. So start now, look great, and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with the help of my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they are now opening a Woodbury location. That's on March 2nd. They will then have three locations to serve you in Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Starting today, live your healthiest life. Schedule an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost, 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337, or go to their website, ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. Sounds like me playing the piano. Ring. Ring. Hot Rod, baby. I saw him in concert. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, he's good in concert. He actually is. We, I would see him once in a while. I, uh, he, uh, Catherine and I ran in with Musso and Franks in, uh, in 
Los Angeles about, oh, God, I can't even, I don't even know how many years ago that was. But he uh, he was having fun, and uh, and when they left, he kind of, his buddy put his arm around his shoulder because I don't think Rod could have made it out by himself. Yeah, I think he will. It's like they say in the car business, it's not the years, it's the mileage. And Rod, Rod put some miles on back in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Oh, he was hammered. That's, that's why the guy did it in this case. That's how you get the name Hot Rod. Yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah. I do, do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice guy. We've had him on the KQ Morning Show. He's a very pleasant person. So that's good. We like pleasant people. Like, you know, Carl, Jimmy. Yeah, pleasant people. Right? <laughs> Carl, you ever been to a concert? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Well, you never, you, <laughs> that you, took you, long enough. Well, you've never gone and seen anybody play anything? I saw... Cliff Hermo at the Gibbon Ballroom, uh, Polka, oh, polka Gibbon. Band. That's about it. No, never been to any other. Rudy Valley, never. No desire. If it's not on the AM radio, I don't care. Remember what they used to call those, Carl, the GPB circuit. Remember that? There yeah. were the three ballrooms. There was the Gibbon Ballroom. Was it the Paradise Ballroom? Was the, What was the B? I can't remember. Hmm. There was a Gibbon. I don't know. Was it the Paradise Ballroom? And then I can't remember. Yeah, it was called the GPB Circuit, and and bands would go on tour of the GPB Circuit. Very the Gibbon Ballroom, very very famous in Minnesota. Well, that's the only one I went to. I didn't go to the other GD. We went to the G. GD, yes, the GD the Ballroom. So where was the I G understand. Ballroom? In Gibbon, Minnesota. Oh, which is I don't know where that is. I don't either. Southern Minnesota. In Gibbon, yep. okay. the town of Gibbon. Yeah. Hey, you keep mentioning the town, but it's like it's if you don't know where New York is, saying New York over What's and over. What's the longitude and really latitude? Much of a, okay. yeah, it it is. Zero zero three two zero zero one. <laughs> <laughs> it is directly west of Winthrop. Okay. And directly east of Fairfax. Yeah, I was going to say Winthrop. And Fairfax. I'm sure I you were. Totally know what those are. It's it's west by southwest. Yeah. Quite a ways. Not too far. Oh, is it really that far? Eh, 75 that miles. Far. So, you know, it's far. But not bad. Not to a Minnesotan. Yeah, I went there. I'm Minnesotan. <laughs> uh, you've been to Minnesota? Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you've yeah. been to Minnesota. Well, Gibbon has a population of 772. So it's not very big. I'm stunned I haven't heard of it before. <laughs> yeah, really. Fermo was real big <laughs> from down there. Mankato area. They were big time. Cliff Hermo. Yep. Yeah, he's got a Cliff he's Hermel, got baby. the record, I believe, still, don't we? Yes, yes, they've got all Carl's records, all the albums, all the old vinyl. Is What's, that? Does anybody play that here? You guys play vinyl? I do at my house. I I never got rid of my record collection. Alex has a record player. Do you have a nice setup? A yeah. I haven't. I since I, we moved a couple years ago, I haven't put any of the stuff back together. So I I haven't played any. In a long time, but a, a few years ago, I put together the '70s stereo system that I couldn't afford back in the '70s. Mm -hmm. I got a Marantz receiver with a big wheel on it and Advent speakers, and it's cool. I, I, I do enjoy putting records on. There's something different about when you do that. You actually sit down for just the purpose of listening to a record. Which you know is what we call guys like you? Studs. Nerds. Oh God! <laughs> well, I got some of the letters Nerd. right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you stud. Nerd, so, Carl, how you come know, you're single? <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> well, oh! oh! High five. Oh. High five, huh? High five, baby. Oh, oh God. 
<laughs> Wasn't that Borat's line? But that's so polite. Yeah, like, I, that Borat's I think line, it was. You know, say, uh, she's, she's a dead, or whatever, and then he'd have, high five. <laughs> Borat, that was a great show. Uh, he was unbelievable. I have no idea. Throw the Jew down the well, one of his big yeah. top ten hits. Throw the Jew down the well, people singing along at the uh, bar. And the country really of Kazakhstan nice. was not too happy with uh, the portrayal. Oh, just just no. what the guy did. It's, isn't it genius? It was. I mean, in retrospect, thinking at the time, everyone's yep. like, Who is, this guy is just off the wall. But in reality, it was genius of him to Well, it's like Andy, Andy Kaufman bits, yeah. really. Yeah, I think it's totally. probably what... Yeah. what was the genesis of that school. Yeah. And springboarded him into a lot of stuff. Yeah. Too. I think he's uh, oh, yeah, it did. done a lot of voiceovers and done a lot of character voices on cartoons. You know, I think that's probably the best job in entertainment, doing voices on, car- on big famous cartoon movies. Because yep. you work for, what, a day and a half, two days, and you're done, and then you collect piles of dough. Yeah. And you can show up in a T-bar Speedo and a muscle shirt if you feel like it, and nobody cares as long as you can say the lines. She's back, everybody. She didn't walk out because I called the people names. She had to do something else. Because she's driving she's, a Subaru. Yeah, was, that's why. Subaru, what? Carl. Yeah, I'm a Subaru Carl owner. called you a lesbian. I got too offended. I thought you left. Yes, <laughs> my, my apologies. <laughs> my deepest, sincere apologies. It's okay, Carl. Please. Yes. Okay. Sounds No sincere. worries. Sounds very sincere. <laughs> Sounds quite sincere to me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> So I, uh, just as a off-topic topic, I had uh, <laughs> lunch a week ago with uh, Don Shelby. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. On, How's uh, Shelby doing? Shelby is doing great. You know, it's... Good. It's Glad all, to hear it. Just, I don't know, uh, he, he just exudes, like, a smile on your face. Because you know he's so full of shit. Did you get the talk of <laughs> Well, know? there is that. Yeah. No, I, we did. We had a nice yeah. talk. And, we're, you know, we're, um, he's a big climate guy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I applaud anybody that wants to, you know, spend their retirement doing that stuff. Um, and, you know, he's smart, but he's at these tables with all these, you know, Pulitzer Prize and, you know, uh, Nobel Peace Prize winning people wow. fighting for our environment, which I think is a noble thing. It's kind of cool. And that I know him, and he took my call, and we had, <laughs> he said, so we're having lunch, and he said, so what's the purpose of the meeting? I'm like... I got no purpose, but I just want to make sure I keep in contact with the Don, you know, for if I ever need the velvet voice uh, of Don right. Shelby, you know, right. he, he'll he'll cut it out for you real quick if you need it. But it turn, turns no. out he's uh, he's doing some things. My wife's at the Science Museum, and mm. so we had a commonality there. He's uh, uh, he's doing some stuff with their organization, which is kind of cool, and I'll probably see him at a couple events that will be with the Science Museum in a few weeks. And we also found out that he is the... Uncle of King Boreas. No, godfather of King Boreas this huh. year. J- the Darren, godfather. Darren Johnson. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's a small state, it really is. Really? You know, it's when you start amazing. connecting and getting it closer to South St. Paul, too. You know? Now, does he still have the cool Saints ponytail, or did he chop that off? Yeah, no, I think it's just a, I, I don't recall a ponytail. It's just a flow. Oh, He's got a nice yeah. flow going. You know, wearing a turtle. There's a flow you know. to it. He got yeah. sick of uh, having to have his hair cut super short all those years on the air so he was like yep. let's give this a try yeah and just rolled with it mm-hmm. yep shelby uh, tells being a great guy for mm-hmm. god i've known him now for 35 some years just he's always been a terrific guy he's a very smart guy and he does care deeply about other people which is uh, quite admirable yeah and he talked very not, not to you know 
chime in with the nice things about you, but he was so complimentary of you and Kathy. Oh, that's nice. It was. I was, okay. you know, he was. He, he went into these deep stories because when he starts a story, they go deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he has, so he had lunch and dinner. Yeah. yeah. And it, it rounds out to you know just at the end he's it just like ties it up in a nice bow and connects all the dots. It's like so fun to be around sometimes. The, the first time I met him was in the old studio down on the, uh, the North Loop. And, oh, yeah. and I came yep. in to do uh, the show, and Don was <laughs> sitting across the table from me, and he he figured out what I was about and that I was working in the car business. And he started asking me all these questions, and I, I remember staring at him thinking, oh, I'm not watching TV. I should probably actually respond at some point. It was the weirdest fear. Sure. And then as I got to know him, I just figured out he was kind of full of shit, just like all the rest of us. It actually, he's a really so funny guy. So full of shit. More full of shit than <laughs> anybody. For the closed caption. That's there. right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. No, this is really oh, Yeah, exactly. Now, I was very, very lucky in life because I got to meet my, my hero of news, Dave Moore. As right. a little boy, I, yeah. you know, we, my mother adored watching Dave Moore. And then later on in life, I could spend a lot of time with Dave because he and I did voiceover together and... I would see him once in a while. He'd do speeches, and Catherine, I saw him once at the uh, what was the name of that name of that church out there in Minnetonka? Oh, the Unitarian. The Unitarian the Church. Unitarian. Yeah, yeah, he spoke out there. Did a hell of a job. But then I, you know, of course, I meet young whippersnapper uh, Don Shelby, Mark Rosen, of course, uh, Pat Miles. Bunch of real. I, I tell you what, people, I don't think realize the quality of news anchors that we used to get in this market. And then some of these guys came along and ruined it. Used to get. What about Frank? Frank is fun. Come on. Frank, Frank. But do you, here, here's a question for you guys. Do you think that the uh, news teams would allow a guy like Dave Moore to do the Dave Moore stuff anymore? Or do you Probably think he. I, I just. It, it's a shame because he was so engaging and creative. And he was. He seemed like yep. such an honest person that people, you know, everybody liked him and he would happen to tell the news along the way. I just, I don't think that that's the style anymore, sadly enough. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe he was just such a unique talent that it's not going to be replicated often. Here, lo- here yeah, locally, you probably would, that would be Hubbard would probably allow that. Yeah. Of only the, the you know, stations yeah, around. Yeah, probably true. Could huh. let that fly or support that for a period of time yeah. to see what the difference the would news, be in the market. The news now is basically opinion pieces, so why yeah. not? They should. God, <laughs> I just thought of something. This is horrible news. I have known the lead anchors at Channel 5 since 1970 when I started there at 1500 KSTP. Why, why do you torture yourself? But I no longer know any of them. I don't know any uh, of the news anchors at Channel 5. I mean, oh. the male news anchor. You don't? I know a couple of the women still, but I don't know the men Isn't at all. Jason well, I mean, Chris Eggert. DeRussia on five? Four. No, he's, he's on, on four. four. Okay. He's on four. Never mind. Sorry, he's Jason. Still he's still He's an interesting cat. I'll he is an interesting that. cat. I think all of the, the news times uh, <clears throat> on the sh- locals are in a trans. I mean, four is not so much in a flux, but the rest of them kind of are in a flux where yeah. they're, they're trying to figure out what the audience is and who to... You know, so the faces have to change to chase that audience. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if there is the audience there at all. I mean, unless no, you go to the gym not, at five and it's on the TV, I'm not turning the news on. I'm not watching the morning news ever. No, just, you're absolutely right. Reading it unless I'm absolutely. at the gym and it's on the TV. Yeah. yeah. That's me, and I'm 44. Yeah, I think that's how most people probably consume it. Right? All yeah. my dad does is watch the news. It's true. Well, that's what my dad does too, but he's 80. <laughs> 
Yeah. What? Good company. Carl, yeah, is he picking on this girl? Tom's been working well, on being an old father. man for a long time. Yeah, he's slowly <laughs> approaching his prime. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be in my prime any minute it's now. It's like I've, I was born to be 35. And my dad's 35. born to be alive. 85. Born to be alive. <laughs> it's good you to know, be alive. I, what, what are they going to do now when they don't have news anchors anymore to teach, uh, you know, that when you go on television, make sure you lie? So, you know, how they, what are they going to do so they don't have anybody lying for them anymore? Well, they're being told what to say. It's this all Ron taken. Burgundy. They're just going to read the teleprompter. Ron just, it's yeah. all on the delivery. I think, yeah. your, buddy yeah. Frank, I think your buddy Frank was stoned the other day, though. Oh, no. Not again. He had done a Frank segment. A good guy outside or something like that and then they went to a commercial break and they came back and he's sitting on the sofa um with the weather person i can't remember his name and his wife and they're t- t- going through some news stories and he had black driving gloves on still hmm. and then he looks what? down after about a minute and a half and he goes oh i forgot to take these off <laughs> nice. Real nice frank <laughs> nice frank way to go yeah. really Stoned again. Frank is Francis, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Francis We we had that when they came up to the lake, we were at the lake at the same time going to the lake. And we went and saw him and had our big Francis flags behind him. And, of course, you get on camera when you bring a bunch of Francis flags. Oh, sure. Hey, come on, stand up here. (laughs) It's kind of fun. They're good people. I like it. That works for me. That's a cool segment, too. Yeah, they just pull people in and just him and Chris are so gregarious with the crowd that it just makes it fun and draws people in. So I think they're winning. Four is winning for uh, local news. In would, my book, yeah, of I the leading that, yeah. cat and, uh, newscasts. Well, they're the only ones that don't uh, tell the world what a horrible human being I am, so I kind of like them, too. Ah, just give them a chance. <laughs> I've been tweeting Gail King on CBS to say, Gail King. Yeah, how, how's to say Gail South St. Paul. Because she always says, uh, Hello, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Always, every I'm like, can't you say another one of our cities like South St. Paul? Practice it. So just St. Paul. Never. Yeah. Well, whatever. Just not Minneapolis. We're not just Minneapolis. Yeah. You know. We're, Minneapolis. Yeah, sucks. that's true. Well, is it is that better or worse than when people say Twin Cities, Minnesota? I know. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. people outside Minnesota seem to think Twin oh, Cities is a city. Do you live in Twin Cities? Well, it's like you, what does? No. You think it's bad? It's South St. Paul is the. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You think we're in St. Paul? Yeah. You're, you know. So when I get to, when people say the mayor of South St. Paul, people, oh, my gosh, the mayor of St. Paul is here. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like we both wear blue suits, but uh, different city, yeah. different budgets. <laughs> well, it's like South St. Paul, West St. Paul. I know. Yeah. It's like it's all. You West St. Really... Paul, which is actually south of St. Paul. I know. Yeah. Minneapolis is like that, that, too. North Minneapolis is like west of Minneapolis. Yep. And then, yep. yeah. Why did, no. Recalibrate your map. We've heard uh, some kickback that, that walls are uh, in South St. Paul made it walls are St. Paul. Yeah, and that I was actually a Saint. That's, oh, a, that's oh. a trend with auto manufacturers. No, uh, and I said it's that's the, everybody knows where it's at. Right. Except for when you're online and you say I want to near me or whatever. Right. St. Paul is getting it. So obviously it's for marketing purposes it's you guys yeah, don't they, they, that's the way the manufacturers are started to do it if you look at like land rover it's called land rover minneapolis even though it's in golden valley I think. right right it's so it's not a thing. slash at the city or the place they're no, at it's all for google it's all placement. to sell yeah. stuff yeah. Right. Yeah. and what do we care as long as they're sending them all to south st paul 
you know, yeah. eventually. Well, we've, we've been in your town since, I think, 2006, 2007. And, I, you know, at one point my job was to work with a lot of the uh, local governments. And you guys have always been great to work with, you know, and we had any issues and, you know, there's some sad things that happened and the police were really great. It's just, it's a great town. We really are happy that we're there. And it was, Walzer spent a lot of dough building that brand new Subaru store, but we wouldn't want it anywhere else. So well, we're appreciative of that because it does bring, you know, some notoriety to us in yeah. the corner. And, you know, it draws great people in. Well, because we have dogs. We have a dog park. Alex, you should go there. I know. It's the only dealership in the, in the state of Minnesota with a dog park. Now that I don't have Bella to attack every dog that walks <laughs> by, be great. So uh, I know you got to go. we got to go. I was just going to say one. Uh, somebody sent me this um, thing for this bar K out, mm -hmm. of, out of Kansas City. And it's a, it's a bar that caters to dog owners. And instead of, like, waiters and waitresses, you serve yourself, but they take your dog out to the dog park. They'll babysit your dog. They'll watch your dog. Well, you get hammered. Well, you get hammered. And uh, you can, brilliant uh, idea. They, they can get uh, all the amenities. They can get food. They got, you know, flights of food for the dogs. They've got grooming. Flights for the dogs. It's a and they use everything they use are in shipping containers. So it's all recycled huh. shipping containers. It's a pretty cool concept. That's huh? cool. Wild. Yeah. I, can't, I'm hopeful, I mean, if we could get them to South St. Paul, that would be pretty cool. catch on. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that wraps like up it. another fascinating episode of Car <laughs> Selling Secrets. Thanks to uh, Carl and uh, Mayor Jimmy for stopping in on this beautiful pre-spring day. Uh, we will there. not be on the air next week. Uh, Tom is going to be inflating the economy in Orlando, we'll Florida. We'll be at Epcot. Yes. We may or may not be on the air on Thursday, but it won't be Car Selling Secrets. Right. It depends on who wants to show up. So <laughs> who wants to show up Thursday? Up. Yeah, exactly. I'll be on the, the Frozen ride. It's Wild Card Thursday. And then the following week, we will be uh, cutting out an episode at the Auto Show, which we'll I'll send to you, oh, Andy, and you can replay it on Thursday in the regular spot if you want. Oh, Am okay. I going? Yeah, heck yeah. Okay, I'll Should see you there. All right, maybe we can find you a new mate. Huh? <laughs> I don't drive. All right. <laughs> find you somebody who can. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in uh, two weeks. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.